Doc, come in, Doc. Doc, do you read me? Do you read me, Doc? Come in. Doc! Oh, no. <sighs> God. The dog's gone. something for you. A letter. A letter for me? That's impossible. Who the hell are you? Western Union. Actually, a bunch of us at the office were kind of hoping maybe you could shed some light on the subject. See, we've had that envelope in our possession for the past 70 years. It was given to us with the explicit instruction that it be delivered to a young man with your description, answering to the name of Marty, at this exact location, at this exact minute, November 12, 1955. We had a little bet going as to whether this Marty would actually be here. Looks like I lost. <laughs> Did you say 70 years? Yeah, 70 years, two months, uh, 12 days to be exact. Here, sign on line six, please. Here you are. Calculations are correct. You will receive this letter immediately after you saw the DeLorean struck by lightning. First, let me assure you that I'm alive and well. I've been living happily these past eight months in the year 1885. The lightning bolt. 1885! September 1885! Wait, wait, Ken! Wait a minute! What's this all about? He's alive! The doc's alive! He's in the old west, but he's alive! Number 10! You all right? There's only one man who can help me. Doc! 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 
Okay, relax, Doc. It's me. It's me. It's Martin. Oh, it can't be. Just sent you back to the future. Yeah. Oh, I know. You did send me back to the future, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. It is officially the last day before the last day of Marchy McFly 2. Today is March 30th. It's crazy, but I admit it. Today, for the 30th straight time, I watched Back to the Future Part 2, and for the 30th straight time, I'm here with you talking about it. This, I feel like, is the, is the last hurrah. Tomorrow, I've made, you know, no, I've, I haven't kept a secret at all. Tomorrow, we know what it is. It's the story of Back to the Future, part two, as told by me without any notes, uh, without any prompting, 
nothing. I'm just going to go and um, and talk and just roll with it. Uh, and I can't wait to do it. With Jaws, I remember I had this whole plan where I wanted to do this live video and all this stuff. And it was crazy because I think the Bruins were in the playoffs. It was like a weird because of the bubble year with COVID. So I was recording this outside. I had this whole setup on my back deck and watching the Bruins were going to double overtime. And it was really like driving me nuts that I had to keep stopping and I couldn't do it in one felt swoop. Again, because of my own choosing, like I chose because I wanted to see what's going on with the hockey game. Of course, the Bruins lost the hockey game. Um, but that one was, it was start, stop, start, stop. But I think I did pretty good. Um, I don't think I could do it now. It's funny. As much as I know Jaws, as much as I know what's going to happen, memory-wise, I'm not sure I could do beat by beat. With Back to the Future last year, uh, same thing. Um, I, I was able to talk completely. If, you've, if you are familiar with uh, some of the things I talked about at the beginning of the year, uh, last year on the 30th is the, um, the day that my, um, my father-in-law passed away. So it's a year ago today. Um, and it was that following night. So I did the episode earlier that day, you know, just on my own, not knowing what, what was to come. And the next night we went through a whole day of just being around family and, and trying to figure things out and plans and all that stuff. Um, that normally happens when something like this happens. Uh, and then by the end of the night, I was still kind of like hopped up to, to walk around and stretch my legs. My wife was exhausted, went to bed. I said, I'm going to go for a walk. That's where I just went for the walk, hit record on my phone. And I think I walked for like an hour in, in, in uh, my mother-in-law's neighborhood in Florida, just circling around. I probably look like a crazy person. People probably like, did, did he say Biff? Did he say Marty? George, like all these things. And I just went through the whole thing. Um, and again, as I said, I know this isn't important, but it was, it was just one of those things where it was, um, nice for me to do for me, like selfishly. Uh, and tomorrow I'm looking forward to it. I, I have no plan exactly when it's probably going to be later in the night so that my dog's asleep. My wife's asleep. And it's just me, the microphone, and Back to the Future, part two. But that's tomorrow. We're still here today to just kind of, I don't know, shoot the shit. The biggest um, revelation over the last 24 hours for me is the, the real um, possibility the Biff Tannen is a raging cocaholic. A um, he he likes the booger sugar. He um, he he enjoys the the um, white powder, the cocaine. Um, as my good friend and yesterday's special guest Jason pointed out, live, you know, quote unquote, but it happened live while we were recording. Uh, why would there be razor blades on Biff Tannen's desk? And today I saw those razor blades. I saw the t the little tray that they were in with the um, rubber bands. I think it was paper clips was the other thing. And then um, I could see the razor blades. And then when Marty was reaching for the um, the 
matchbook, you could see better the razor blade. And I mean, not a razor blade, not an exacto knife, just like a pile of razor blades, which what else could they be used for? You know, he's not like he's a, he's a, a crafter making, uh, you know, scrapbooks. Um, I don't think those razor blades aren't used for shaving. They're just like loose razor blades. I mean, it's it it has to be that he is he has a a, a raging addiction to to cocaine. Um, I mean, who knows? He, and, you know, later on in life, it would be funny if he disappeared not because um, not because Lorraine shot him in the eighties. But because, you know, he had a, 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 a massive coronary um, event caused by smoking crack with those girls in the hot tub. That would have been hilarious. Much better. But, alas, he disappeared, according to Kirk Cameron. Uh, I don't know exactly, like, I guess that's not canon. What's canon is he got out and he looked like he had really bad gas. So that's all you can go with. And he broke the cane off. And he, we, Jay was laughing yesterday. The cane and the bag and the receipt. And also, like, if I dropped a bottle or I stick a bottle, like, if I put a water bottle in the backseat of my car and it rolls to the front, that thing is rolling around by my feet. Doc couldn't notice the cane by his feet at all. And the bag and the receipt. Not They didn't know. I mean, okay, some of it you don't notice, but um, the cane, that was pretty big. I'm looking through my notes and um, I, I see that I actually took a couple notes today, which um, and some, what, what was this? Well, this is something I think I took yesterday. So I said, so Doc Brown is by the bathroom um, when he talks to Jennifer, but then he ends up on the other side of the front door. So based on where we saw Jennifer, he either ran by the front door or he ran around the other side of the front door. Um, and he, so, like, how did he not see the older Jennifer show up? And I'm saying maybe, he, like, maybe he could have distracted her so the younger Jennifer could run out. But instead he just waited for her to pass out, for both of them to pass out, or or for the universe to uh, collapse upon them and cease to exist. I mean, if you're right there, Jennifer, the old Jennifer's there, and Doc is right there. So he saw her, he should have distracted her because although if she saw Doc, she would have been like, oh my God, you're Doc Brown. And then she would have passed out. So either way, it's a, it's a no win, no logic situation. Um, I also wrote down, so Doc Brown invented a time machine. And why didn't Biff go, wait a second. Oh my goodness. That boy looks like that boy. Looks exactly like the Marty that I knew. Looks exactly like that son of a bitch Calvin Klein. I better go warn myself. So he goes back to 1955 and he's like, here, this is going to make you rich. Also, I want you to know that Calvin Klein guy. Yeah, he's not who he says he is. Okay. If you beat the hell out of George McFly and throw him in the hospital, this guy will disappear. I'm pretty sure or he'll never be born. Or if you just don't let them meet. Or if you just say, uh, you know, that's Marty from the future. Anything, anything. Like, okay, I was trying to think about this. There are people that I went to high school with for four years. 
that if you put them in, if you put the exact, you know, a 17 year old version of them in front of me right now, I probably wouldn't remember. Many of them I would. Oh, I'm yawning already. My God, it's only 8.48 p.m. But I did only have one coffee today. Shame on me. And I had it when I was watching Back to the Future Part 2. But okay, so let's say you put this one guy in front of me. There's many guys who I haven't seen, so their last memory of me is as a 17-year-old kid. But you take some of these guys who I've been probably in classes with forever and and have him just kind of show up and be like, Hi, I'm friends with your... Uh, with your with your niece and nephew, obviously they would be they'd be too old. Let's say in a few years. Let's say when my niece is seventeen, and this kid shows up, he's like, "Yeah, I go to school with your niece. My name is um, Ralph Lauren or um, uh, uh, Coles. Uh, I'm just trying to think of clothes I actually wear. My name is uh, Old Navy, and you know I don't, I don't realize that. Um, oh, see, this would be in the past." Oh, no, I don't realize that he's someone from the past coming to the future. It's kind of the opposite thing. Like, I wouldn't recognize him. Maybe I would. So I'm trying to think, okay. So I guess what it would be is someone from nowadays comes back with me, comes back to when I was in high school, then I see him again nowadays. See, that's the thing, though. Take a kid from nowadays and, and bring him and, and plop him out. I don't think I'd remember him. 30 years, and I've been with him for four years. There's a couple of those, those especially the, the, the goddamn ugly kids. Oh, yuck, ugh. But, you know, that was the one thing Bob Gale and, and Zemeckis said. It's like, okay, think about how many people you knew. This guy showed up for one week in the 50s, and they're supposed to remember him 30 years later. Um, I believe that. But he's played such a big part in their lives. But at the same time, I had friends who I was really friendly with who I, I don't even remember, like guys I uh, in college that I was friends with that I, I know, I can kind of picture their face. I don't remember their name. And if they showed up now looking exactly the same, I might not remember them. It's crazy, but it makes sense. However, it feels like you see, you're around this Marty so much. You see him when you're 70, he looks the same. You see this, maybe something would be tricky. Okay, maybe... You, I wouldn't remember it, but Biff has three cronies. None of them remember that this Calvin Klein ends up looking like Marty. You think one of them be like, hey, you know, you know who he kind of looks like? Nope, nobody, not one person, not George, not Lorraine, not, um, uh, is it 3D skinhead and I want to say curly, but I'm sure it's not, um, whoever Billy Zane is, and none of them remember that, that Marty is Marty 30 years later. And I wish we could see those three, those three guys, but I'm assuming um, all three of them are dead because Biff doesn't have any friends in, 19, in 2015. Uh, I'm going to go through every single one of these until nothing is left because it ain't happening tomorrow. Even if they are junk notes, I don't care, I love it. How far ahead did Doc travel into the future? You know, uh, Marty's like, this is tomorrow's newspaper. And Doc's like, yes, I um, I traveled ahead to see what was going on and backtracked to this moment. So I'm wondering how far ahead did he travel? He knows they went to jail. He, he was there long enough to also get all that medical procedure. I mean, they added 30 to 40 years to his life. How? I mean, that had to be a few weeks. I, I talked about this. How long was Doc actually in the future? A while. 
Think about it. Unless he could have saved time, he could have had all the medical procedures done while getting the um, hover conversion. You know, Goldie Wilson never says how long um, those conversions take. But it wasn't like they didn't talk about GPSs, so he knew exactly where Marty lived. In well, he knew where Hilldale was. They all knew where Hilldale was, so that's not that big of a deal. Um, but he knew enough to to get to her house. He knew enough to know her schedule. Jennifer get, probably gets a home around now. That's how much Doc has been planning this for something he's been planning for. It seems like months. The surgery, the hover conversion, um, the the. Uh, you know, he did. He wasn't planning to go to their house. He was planning to leave, but he was stalking that family so much because they only went to the house because Jennifer, they left her in the friggin' alley. Um, but they, he was stalking them so much. He learned their, their routines, their schedules, just so he had everything um, perfectly planned out. And then the plan was go in there and to pretend to be your son and say no. And it didn't work because Marty is a 17-year-old kid who makes foolish choices. He makes bad choices. Uh, Later on, see, again, I wrote, keep peddling you two actors, and I never, I never looked that up. Uh, Marty should have jumped through Biff's car again in the tunnel. I talked about that with Jay yesterday. A nice callback would have been with the hoverboard if he jumped, if he ran through the car like he did in 1955. That would have been good. Um, oh, fake George dancing. I talked about fake George dancing. Um, oh, this one seems pretty good. It says, uh, maybe we'll bump into each other in the future. And then the other dog says, or the past. And I wrote down, no, just the future. And it will only be the guy on the left's future. The dock on the right, it'll never happen again, right? Think about it. Okay, so he says maybe we'll bump into into each other in the future. You kind of will, except it'll be, it'll be. Well, I guess you'll never bump into each other in the future, except you'll be the other guy. Think about this. So, nineteen fifty-five dock meets nineteen eighty-five dock. Nineteen eighty-five dock goes on to. Um, get sent back to 1885. 1955 Doc goes on to help Marty. Help Marty again, because remember how part three starts. Then build his time machine, have 85. Um, Marty goes back. Marty comes back. He goes to the future. Then they go to 85. Then Then this guy goes back to 1955, and that's where he runs into the older self again. So that older self... is in a little time loop where you see him, he goes, he comes back. He goes, he comes back with the, the, I'm sorry, the younger self is in a bit of a time loop. The older self then goes off to 1885 and comes back. The younger self lives his life, goes back to that, lives his life, goes back to that for eternity. Eternity. He's trapped in a time loop, bringing him from 1985, from 1955 to 1985 to 2015 to 1985, this is Unsolved Mysteries, back to 1955. Um, and then it starts all over again. Wait, no. It doesn't start all over again. Forget everything I just said. That one goes to 1885, then he comes back to 1955, and then he goes to 1885. That's really, I completely blew it. 
it was a it was a novel idea that I completely blew, but it took up a few minutes, so that's good. Um, what is this? Why? Oh, I said why? Can't, I think I talked about this already. Why can't Marty remember his other self? They're at the behind the billboard. He's like, I don't want to run. Doc's like, I don't want to run to my other self. He's like, your other self. And then later on, when, when he runs into his other self, he's calling Marty and says, you got to be sure you don't see your other self at that dance. And Marty's like, yep, my other self. Like, Marty, weren't you paying attention to anything at all? Um, what does it say? Sleep-inducing alpha rhythm generator commercial. And now it's time for another thrilling episode of Amazing Inventions with your host, Tad Dickley. Why, hello, Hill Valley, and hello, America. It's March 30th, 2015, and welcome to another groundbreaking episode of Amazing Inventions. I, of course, am your host, Tad Dickley, and today... We have an inventor here to talk about his new invention, um, but it, well, it, on my piece of paper here, it doesn't say your last name. It, it says your first name is Randy. Yep, that's, that's right. Um, but, I, but I don't have your last name listed here. Uh, Randy's fine. I don't want, uh, just, uh, Randy's fine. Well, okay. Welcome to the show, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your invention? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So... I'm a bit of an insomniac, you know. I, I, I got, I have trouble you know, falling asleep. That sometimes. happens a lot. Uh, so I, I did some research, and and I have a bit of an engineering background. Oh, uh, um, are, did you work as an engineer? Well, yeah, engineering, and um, I, I did. I spent some time producing some movies. Oh, what kind of? I don't really oh. want to talk about it right now. Okay, well, uh, it is a known fact that. Uh, Trouble falling asleep happens to many Americans, so yep. why don't you tell us how your invention could help with that? Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, so, uh, you know, I had trouble falling asleep, so I was working on these, I was reading about these uh, alpha rhythms. You know, just, you're familiar with alpha rhythms? I, I can't say I am. Well, alpha rhythms is what helps you fall asleep, so your ability to generate more um, allow, would mean you could sleep better, but if you can't generate as many, you're going to have trouble falling asleep, okay? So I figured out a way to uh, create a, a, a product. Uh, here it is right here. This is my alpha rhythm generator, but it's not, it doesn't just create alpha rhythms. It 100% works to induce sleep. That's why I call this the sleep-inducing alpha rhythm Generator. The sleep-inducing alpha rhythm generator? Well, that just rolls right off the tongue. So how does it work? Well, let's say you can't sleep very well. You, uh, you point it at yourself, make sure you're sitting down or lying down. You pull this little button, ipso, bepso, boopso, you go off to sleep for a little while. It's very safe, very natural. And, uh, you know, maybe after a half hour, you wake up, you feel great. You can turn it up, you can turn it down, you can do all kinds of things. Now, that seems really great to help people fall asleep. But what do you mean you can do all kinds of things? Um, I don't know if I should say this, but... All right, let's say, hypothetically, uh, you know, you got your wife 
and uh, you'll want to watch the game, you know, the, the ball game's on. And she just, you know, goes on and on and on. Oh, we need a new food hydrator. You know, you never take me out to the Hall of Dex. We don't go see the movies. Blah, 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 blah. You press this little button. Bada bing, bada boom. Some alpha rhythms are generated. And, uh, you know, you can catch the third inning. Ha! <laughs> um, is... Should, should we be doing this? Is it... It's totally, totally fine. Okay, it's 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 obviously. I mean, you you algorithms are legal, so generating them are legal, uh, and you know just uh, you know you have you if anyone in your house you have them sign a waiver, so if you use it against them, you know they they can't press charges for you. But I'm telling you, it's very on the up and up, and you wouldn't want to do something like that. I'm just saying hypothetically, it would so, work. Let me stop you right there. You're you're telling me that you could carry around with you this pocket thing. Is it, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you um, wondering, this thing could fit in the palm of your hand, and you could use it to theoretically knock out anybody I, in the street. I don't I don't like what you're insinuating. Um, it's really just to help people sleep. I was really kind of telling a joke there, you know, just saying, why would you, you know, it could do it, but but why would you want to? Well, well, according to you, it'd be to watch a baseball game. So you're telling me, let's say you're driving in a car and with you're with your friend and your friend's girlfriend and your friend's girlfriend just keeps talking and talking and talking and you just could point this at her and knock her out. Um... Well, I, I suppose technically, yeah. Okay, and then just, uh, you could just leave her in an alleyway? Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody said nothing about leaving nobody in an alleyway. What kind of a monster would do such a thing? Listen, Randy, I think I understand why you didn't want to give your last name. Uh, what you have here is a pretty uh, great, you know, technological breakthrough, but... Um, I feel like if, if I saw anybody carrying such a device, I would think of them as some sort of um, dangerous predator. Oh, I, oh, I'll show you dangerous predator. Here, here look at this. Uh, so go to the sleepinducer.biz to pick up your sleep-inducing algorithm generator uh, today. Um, for amazing adventures, uh, I'm Randy. I got to get out of here. And with that, my friends, I think I did it. I think I'm done for day 30. I think I'm done going through notes. I'm done taking notes. I'm done doing everything except two things. Watching Back to the Future Part 2 and talking about Back to the Future Part 2. For the final time, I hope you join me tomorrow, day 31 the uh, the end of Marchie McFly two. It's been it's been a long road getting from there to here. Um, I'm not going to sing that song, but what I am going to do is tell you you can find me 
on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. One of my favorite pots yesterday was going through all this stuff and Jay going through it with me. It cracked me up and it just brought a big smile to my face. That was awesome. Um, can't thank him enough for coming on yesterday. What did I say? Oh, Twitter and Instagram, Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is fans, not a phage. The Facebook page with a P is pants, pants. Oh my goodness. I'm having all kinds of bloopers. Okay. I made that one up. Fans, not experts because the website is fans, not experts.com. That's where every podcast I do is available. Fans, not experts.com. <sighs> we did it. Day 30, but we're not done. Hope you come back tomorrow for one more day. But until then, my friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Because I'm kind of funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kind of handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.